Hello everyone and welcome back to another odd and macabre episode of Vamp Jen's Corner, an extension of my official blog site of the same name which you can visit at jenvasquez.com. I'm your host, Vamp Jennifer, or Jen, whatever suits your fancy. I am especially excited for this episode because it's going to be dedicated to one of my favorite writers, Anne Rice. So this blog post was originally part of a blog series I did back in November of 2018 titled The Author of Honor Series. For those who may not be aware, November is National Novel Writing Month and I created this series to commemorate that and because I love to read and there are many writers I find influential. So what I did was select one author for each week of November to introduce to readers and Anne Rice was the first in the series. I feel it was appropriate to do this episode given that National Novel Writing Month is just weeks away and because Anne Rice's birthday recently passed on October 4th and she turned 80. What a special age. I have to admit it brings me joy knowing she's a fellow Libra and an October baby, but 80 years, she's definitely living a long full life and something I've noticed over the past few years is that she's not really doing any public appearances. One of the last book signing tours she did was in 2017 and I was fortunate enough to be there. I'll talk more about that later. But it does make me a little sad to think that that could have been my first and last time meeting her in person. I'm not sure if she's staying away from the spotlight because she's getting older. I mean, I I hope she's in good health, but I'm staying hopeful that she'll at least do one final appearance that I can attend. All right, well, without further ado, let's get into this episode hailing the mother of vampires. I'll include links in the show notes to where you can find the blog post version of this episode and any relevant links to the content discussed. I was around 15 when I read Interview with the Vampire and fell in love with Anne Rice. By that age, I had already developed an interest in vampires and gothic literature, so I guess it was inevitable that I would come across the Vampire Chronicles. I like to think it was fate. Around this time, I worked for a summer at an indie bookshop, and the owners had a signed copy of the first edition of Interview with the Vampire on display in a glass case. I can still clearly see it in my mind now. And it's funny because I completely forgot about this memory until I revisited the blog post for this episode, so I'm definitely feeling the nostalgia right now. It was on sale for hundreds of dollars, maybe even thousands, I can't remember. And every day I worked, I would gaze on it in admiration. The bookshop isn't around anymore, and I do wonder if they ever sold it. After sinking my teeth into that first novel, and the copy I read was checked out from the library, it wasn't the signed first edition, sadly, I couldn't get enough of Van Rice's works. Her writing style and the images her words evoked really resonated with me. What she has done with the vampire mythology and how she has made it her own is astounding. I have to remind myself that her stories are tales of fiction and not part of a greater historical mythos. Now for a little background info on the author. Anne Rice was born on October 4th in 1941 in New Orleans, Louisiana, and her birth name was actually Howard Allen Francis O'Brien after her father. 
I did a little research and I came across this reply she gave to someone who asked how she got her birth name. To my understanding, she used to have a section on her official website for fans called You Asked and Answered. Here's the response, which I'll quote as it originally appeared. Quote, Well, my birth name is Howard Allen because apparently my mother thought it was a good idea to name me Howard. My father's name was Howard, she wanted to name me after Howard, and she thought it was a very interesting thing to do. She was a bit of a bohemian, a bit of a madwoman, a bit of a genius, and a great deal of a great teacher. And she had the idea that naming a woman Howard was going to give that woman an unusual advantage in the world." End quote. She started calling herself Anne when a nun asked her on her first day of school what her name was, and she responded with Anne because she liked it and was self-conscious about her real name. Interestingly, her mom was with her when this exchange happened and didn't correct her. She legally changed it just a few years later and is called Anne to this day. She's penned more than 30 novels and is best known for The Vampire Chronicles. Interview with a Vampire, her first novel published in 1976, was written while she was still grieving the loss of her five-year-old daughter, who died of leukemia. She has spoken how this suffering influenced the themes of death and immortality in the storyline. The author also released an erotica series called Sleeping Beauty under the pseudonym A. Ann Rocklar. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but I did my best. I've read the entire Sleeping Beauty series, and I have to say her erotica makes Fifty Shades of Grey look like child's play. She also published Exit to Eden and Belinda under the name Anne Rambling. Now, I'm not entirely sure why she chose to publish these under a different name at the time, but I'd venture to say it's because these novels are a bit controversial in the sexual themes they explore. I do believe, however, that if you look them up today, they can be found under Anne Rice. For those of you that want an in-depth look at the author in her own words, I highly recommend her autobiography titled Called Out of Darkness. Anne Rice gives an honest and intimate account of the spiritual awakening she was experiencing at this time, as well as her battle with alcoholism and how it ran in her family. Plus, she shares details about tragedies she's endured. Catherine Ramsland, who has written nonfiction books on vampires, published an authorized biography on the author titled Prism of the Night. This is one that I haven't read, so I'll need to look into getting a copy for myself. Okay, so I thought I briefly mentioned the Lestat musical I went to in a past episode, but I couldn't figure out which one that was if I did or what information I shared. So I'm talking about it here again because it cannot be overlooked. Many of you may know of the various film and television adaptations of Anne's books, but does anyone recall when the Lestat musical hit the stage in 2005? I had the fortune of attending the pre-Broadway premiere in San Francisco at the Koran Theater and it was magnificent. I still have the program and a tank top I bought that night that says the Crimson Kiss across the front and Lestat on the back. I think the wording on the front of the shirt was the title of the main theme song of the musical. It had a brief run with the final performance in May 2006. Although Lestat met with mixed reviews, the musical did manage to garner two Tony nominations. I feel really fortunate that I got to experience that show because no one has ever talked about making more musicals out of Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles, so that was probably the only one of its kind. There's also a fan club dedicated to Lestat that hosts annual vampire balls in his honor in New Orleans. And you know, I wasn't sure if it was still a thing, 
but like vampires, you can't get rid of us and rice fans so easily. And it is still around. I'll have the link to that website in the show notes. This year, 2021, will mark the 33rd annual Anne Rice Vampire Ball, and the theme is Masque de la Morte Rouge. Festivities kick off on Friday, October 29th, with a bizarre, bizarre shopping experience where vendors will be selling their macabre wares. Then there's a cocktail party that precedes that. On Saturday, October 30th, is the main event that's being held at the historic Elms Mansion in the Garden District of the city. It's quite the venue from the photos I viewed online. I can totally imagine Lestat and his vampire clan hanging out there, sipping on glasses of blood. There's going to be an open bar, and I love it because the site says, Drink from the Queen of the Damned herself. There's also going to be a complete dinner spread, live undead music, period ballroom dancing, fortune tellers, a costume contest, and gifts. I'm super jealous of the people that are attending this. Guests are to dress in masquerade attire. And uh, for anyone interested in the price, tickets are $250, and it looks like they're still on sale. It's interesting because the Endless Night Vampire Ball is happening that weekend too, and these two events aren't associated with each other to my knowledge, so I would just have such a hard time deciding which one to attend if I had to pick one. Well, back to the author. After more than four decades of writing, Anne Rice is still going strong. In 2017, she and her son Christopher Rice, who is also a successful author, teamed up and published Ramses the Damned, The Passion of Cleopatra. As I mentioned earlier, I attended the lecture and book signing at Barnes & Noble in Los Angeles and got to meet the two. She and her son talked about how they came to write the story together and the audience got to ask her questions. Then they both did a signing at the end and I got to take a photo with the two. I was speechless and had no idea what to say when my turn came to have my book signed. It's like, what do you say to the woman who has inspired you to become a writer? I totally froze, my thoughts were racing, and all I could blurt out was thank you. My husband was the one to ask her a question, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. To this day, I'm still kind of annoyed with myself that I got so nervous and missed my opportunity to ask for something, which is one of the reasons why I hope I get another chance in the future. Um, and exciting news, Anne Rice and her son are continuing the story and releasing Ramses the Damned, The Reign of Osiris, in February 2022. So maybe there will be another book signing tour, fingers crossed. Um, and now I'm going to play a little clip from that book signing that I attended in 2017. And um, in this short clip, Anne Rice explains a little bit about how she got um, the inspiration behind her vampires for interview with the vampire. Um, the quality may not be the best, um, but it should be clear enough for you to um, hear her to speak. So here you go. Enjoy. Something like that, and then it would disappear, and you would have no way of ever finding that movie again, or even if you didn't remember the name, ever looking it up or find, you know, discovering where it was or how to see it. It was many, many years later that I sat down to write Interview with the Vampire, and that was my idea of vampires. The Countess Dracula, that tortured figure, that woman who was cursed, who is sensitive and loved life, but had to destroy people in order to live, and had a ruthless, monstrous streak in her that would surface when she drank blood. And um, I just assumed 
that. I mean, that's what fascinated me. I just ran with that. So I hope you enjoyed that little clip of um, hearing Anne Rice herself talk a little bit about her inspiration um, behind her characters for Interview with the Vampire. Um, And in October 2018, Anne Rice released the newest tale in the Vampire Chronicles, Blood Communion, where she continues the story of the beloved Brat Prince Lestat. There's also more recent news surrounding the author. Who else has been keeping up with the developments surrounding the AMC series based on Interview with the Vampire? A TV series adaptation of the entire Vampire Chronicles has been in talks for years, and after different announcements came out that it was going to Hulu and all of these other TV networks, it's now found a permanent home at AMC. From what I know, the network has rights to 18 of Rice's books, with Interview with the Vampire being the first they will focus on. It'll consist of eight episodes and is set to premiere sometime in fall of 2022. Lots of people have been talking about it, and there will be significant changes to the plot, but I feel it will end up being a good story. I'm hopeful, and right now there's been a lot of announcements about the cast that's joining and going to be part of the series. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this show goes. I've also heard rumors that she plans to continue the Vampire Chronicles. So I hope that's true because I'm not ready for the saga to be over. So time will tell. There are no words to fully express what an inspiration Anne Rice has been to me. Her novels motivated me to become a writer as a teen and are partly what propelled me to obtain both my bachelor and master's degrees in literature. And circling back for a moment to National Novel Writing Month, You know, it is important to me because I appreciate the initiative behind it. It gives writers all over the world who are having a difficult time finishing that story they're working on the motivation to sit down and complete it or at least make progress on it. I think I've mentioned in passing my own creative writing endeavors. I finished a short story last year, which I've been trying to shop around to literary journals. No takers yet, but I'm not letting that discourage me. My hope is that it does get published somewhere so people can read it. I'm also working on a longer length story and I'm a few chapters in and hoping to get the first draft out of me very soon so that I can then tackle the monstrous job of editing and fine tuning it. You know, I don't discuss my creative writing projects much because I get self-conscious about it because it is still a work in progress and I don't have anything out there to offer the public yet. And then there's the fear, what if I'm never able to make it happen? And then I'll be embarrassed because people expected me to publish something. And I realize that's the self-doubt coming through when I can't give those negative thoughts power. I've started to realize that it's okay to share that I have fiction that I'm working on and that it's even a positive thing to do when it comes to my efforts. I can't remember where I came across this, but I read something that said it's good to tell others or someone you trust about projects you're working on because it holds you accountable and it helps bring it into reality. And that by talking about it, you're making it more concrete and putting energy out there that you're going to make it happen. So if you have something you're working on, whether it's a book, art, preparing for a marathon, or anything that you're hoping to see through, don't feel afraid to share that with someone, like a close friend, family member, or mentor, because it could be what helps you get to the next step to bringing it to fruition. Now, as far as details regarding what my story is about, that I keep under tight wraps, that's more personal, but all will be revealed when I'm done because I will get it done. 
For me though, Anne Rice instilled in me a deep appreciation for the written word and I can only hope to one day produce a work that will inspire others. Alright, that was my little tangent and sorry if that bored anyone. I just felt like it was something I had to share. Just an example of the added bonus material listeners of the podcast get. And on that note, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Vamp Jen's Corner. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we part, I want to give a special shout out to Stefan, who recently made a generous donation to my blog site, Vamp Jen's Corner. He's reached out to me via my website, expressing how much he enjoys my vampire content. And it's fitting that I'm mentioning him on this very special vampiric episode. I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast, but in case you are tuning in, thank you so much, Stefan, for your support. If anyone's interested in supporting my content creation, I've set up a donations page on my site where you can contribute any dollar amount. Funds will go to things like web hosting, equipment, upgrades, and other costs related to producing my work. There's um, also a donation link in the show notes. Any contribution is greatly, greatly appreciated. Again, you can visit my official website at jenvasquez.com where you'll find my latest content and what I've been up to. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at jenvofficial. Until next time, stay odd and macabre.